0: Thanks for joining us here at New Song Church, where we are helping people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions at all or just want to learn more about us as a church, you can check us out online at mynsc.org. It's the best way to stay connected with us throughout your week. And now, check out this week's sermon. Are you ready to study the Word of God, yes or no? No.
1: Are you ready to be changed by the word of God, yes or no? Yeah. You should be. I hope, I hope so. I pray so. Um, th- this is a subject matter today, the power of words that I am so passionate about. I, I have been hanging on to this sermon and for months. I-, I have more notes. I could preach. I could literally preach on the power of words probably for the next 12 to 15 weeks and not run out of material. I, I mean, I just have so much of it. It's just, it's just something that I'm passionate about the power of words, and I can't wait to share with you some some more things that I've learned um, over my studies concerning the power of words. We're going to start in the book of Luke, chapter 24. And this is concerning Jesus, uh, uh, really the very, uh, not just the final days of his time here on earth, and this is, of course, post-resurrection, but really his final hours, his final hours before he ascends into heaven. And it says, And when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany. So let's stop right there. He's talking about his disciples, talking about Jesus leading his disciples out to Bethany. What you need to know is that Bethany is just on the other side of the Mount of Olives, uh, just outside of Jerusalem. So if you're at, you know, in these days, if you were at the the temple, you would look down into the Kidron Valley, and then you would immediately see uh, the Mount of Olives right there. I mean, it's just visible. It's one of the seven hills of Jerusalem is what they're called. You just see the Mount of Olives right there. If you cross over the Mount of Olives, which by the way is it's not like a huge mountain, it's just a hill. You know, it's, if you just cross over that, Bethany would be on the other side. So it's not a it's not a long distance. And Jesus is leading his disciples from Jerusalem out to Bethany. He's taking them down the Kidron Valley, Valley over the Mount of Olives, and into this little town. Now, in order to get to this little area or vicinity of Bethany. One of, the, one of the major paths that you would walk out of Jerusalem to get there is probably the one that Jesus took, and that would have taken him uh, past the Garden of Gethsemane to get to Bethany. So, on, so he knows he just has a few hours left. He knows that he, these are his final moments with his disciples. Could you imagine what was going through the mind of Christ as he's leading them Um, from Jerusalem, past the Garden of Gethsemane to the vicinity of Bethany. And and you wonder what's going through the disciples' heads as they walk through there. Now they're seeing this, they're they're seeing the resurrected Christ. Like Jesus has already been raised from the dead. He's been spending, you know, the, the last 39, 40 days with them, 40 days with the disciples, and so they know that this is the resurrected Christ, and the memories that must flood their, their minds and their hearts as they're on their way to Bethany, really, in the last few hours of Jesus' life. And it's not that far of a walk. It's a path that they would have taken, no doubt, hundreds and hundreds of times. Like they, they have walked this path before, and you think, boy, the emotions would be so amazing. And don't you know, when Jesus is walking by, that he would have a memory of him in that garden saying father take this cup from me you know but but if it's your will then then I'll I'll go through with it I'll I'll do what you've called me to do and the joy that must have filled Jesus' heart knowing that he accomplished everything that the father had called him to accomplish and you said well will Jesus actually be emotional well of course God is an emotional God did you know that God has emotions and if you don't know that it's because you're not reading your bible Hint, 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 as my mom used to say. How many had a parent that always said that? Hint, hint, hint. Like, no, am I the only one? You guys got, got to steal that. It's priceless, everybody. Um, so, the, so he led them out of the vicinity to, to Bethany, and he, or, or to the vicinity of Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And that's one of the things, one of the reasons you'll see me do that here is I bless you, I'll extend a hand towards you, because it's, it's, it's the model that we see in the Bible um, of how to speak a blessing. And we also see it through the laying on of hands. Actually, this morning at the first service, there were some people that I, that I, I not only prayed with, but I spoke a blessing over when nobody was around. They're they going through a difficult time, and I just took them to another room and I said, "I'm going to bless you." And in that moment, I just held their hands. I, I, so, but but there's usually some type of outstretched hand or physical contact or physical contact. So. Uh, So he lifted up his hands and he blessed them and while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven and then they worshipped him and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Like they were so happy and you would be happy too if Jesus had just lifted up his hands and blessed you and was taken up to heaven. How many know that if the person that blesses you was taken up to heaven, it was probably a pretty good blessing right? Like it, it, it probably is going to produce some results in your life if somebody was taken up to heaven after they blessed you. And so they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So one of the last things, if not the last thing that Jesus did on the earth was speak a blessing over people. Now you're going to see in Genesis here that the first thing that God did when it came to people, was blessed them, was blessed them. We're going to read that in Genesis chapter 1. So God created mankind in his own image, verse 27 says. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So, so so here we see from from the the start of God speaking to men to Jesus' final ascension into heaven, the last words that he says to men are words of blessing, are words of blessing. In fact, Genesis, when when God blessed, when God blessed mankind, when he blessed Adam and Eve, it was a blessing of increase and dominion, increase and dominion. Be fruitful and multiply, increase, and rule over all of the things that I'm giving you. It's, it's, it was a blessing of increase and dominion, increase and dominion. Now, that's important because when Jesus was blessing the disciples and when he, when he came to the disciples and gave them some last instructions, what did he say? Go and make disciples, right? You could say it like this. Go and increase. What else did he say? Go and make disciples. Aren't some of his last words also, and by the way, I'm going to be with you. Like, I'm going to be with you. Like, you don't have to be scared. Nobody nobody is, listen, you don't have to be fearful because I'm powerful and i'm going to be with you i'm going to make sure that you are the head and not the tail that you are the bible says above and not beneath like i'm going to be with you increase and in rule increase and in rule increase and in dominion he says in fact to his disciples all authority has been given to you increase and dominion, increase, and dominion. I, boy, I wish I could teach that to you better. I have, I have so many scriptures, I could back it up, but I'm wondering if I should go there or not. I think I'll have to do that later, because we got so much to go through today. So I want you to write this thing, that I want you to write, how many love the word of God? You see how excited I get about the Bible? It's so cool when you put it all together. Like when God reveals, oh, that's also found here, and it, it's so amazing to me. So write this down. God's power was the source of creation. If you go to Genesis 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis 1.1, 1, 1. in the beginning, God created. God created. Okay, so God's power was the source of creation, but his word was the method of that creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, okay? So we see that. We know God is creator, but how did he do it? How did he do it? God said, let there be light, and there was light. So God's power was the source of creation, but his words were the method of creation. And by the way, we just read in Genesis that we were created in the image of God. Let let me say it this way. And the the New Testament says it like this, that we are to walk as Jesus walked. We are to live as Jesus lived, that we are actually called to be imitators of Christ. Now, Now, Jesus was full of the power of God, but what did he do over and over and over and over again? He continually spoke, and when he spoke, things changed. Now, it wasn't every time that that happened, but the vast majority of the time, he would speak, and it would be done. Now, let let me say it like this. One of the instances where that did not happen was the lady with the issue of blood came and touched the hem of his robe, and and, and Jesus turned around, and he said, Who touched me? I felt power leave me. Right? You remember that? So why, why is that happening? Because God, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. When you look at Jesus, you're looking at your heavenly Father. They're one. Because he was the source of power. And when she came and touched him by faith, power left him because he was the source of power. And it was her faith that received the healing in that moment. He didn't have, this, he didn't have to say the words because her, her faith came into play, and she literally took power from him. He said, power left me, right? Like, I had it, and now I don't. Who took my power? And it was her. And she did it by faith. How many see that? Okay, so it's God's power. Now, we're going to come back to that at the very end of this message. So hang on to that that thought. Shelf it for a second, because i got some cool stuff to teach you. So so it's God's power. God's power is the source of creation, but his words were the method. His word was the method. And so we're created in the image of Christ. We're, we're, We're in the image of God. We are to be imitators of Christ, to live like Christ, to live like God, our Father. And that means that we, too, have the ability to speak words that are powerful. But remember this, it is not your power. It is God's power. In fact, I want you to write this down somewhere near the top. It's not listed there. I just came up with this way of saying it this morning. That it's God's power, but our words. Or God's power and my words. God's power and my words. And then in parentheses, I want you to write something else. And my faith. And my faith. And I'll teach you that in a second. So it is God's power. How many know that without God, we are powerless? We have no power without God. God is all-powerful all the time. We have no power without God. But through Christ, we can do all things. Through Christ, we have power. But it's not our power. It's God's power. But what does he want to use? He He wants us to use our words to accomplish things. Let me prove it to you even more. Proverbs 18, 21. This is a verse I share with you every first Sunday of the year. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So number two, write this down. Some of you already know what it is. Words are powerful, and they produce results. I say it every year, and I'll keep saying it every year because it is so true. Words are powerful, and they produce results. And they produce results because that's God's design. It's God's design. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it or those who use their tongue to speak life and death, will, life or death, will enjoy its fruit. So when you, and what it's really saying here is, hey, speak life. Because if you speak life, you're going to enjoy the fruits. How many know it's it's pretty much impossible to enjoy the fruits of death, Right? I mean, we're not designed to do that. So the context of this verse is, hey, when you speak life, you're going to enjoy the fruit of it. And how do you enjoy the fruit? You enjoy the fruit by speaking it, by speaking it. Words are powerful and produce results. That's why the Bible says over and over and over again in so many different ways. For instance, um, you've heard this before, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. How many know that verse is in the Bible? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. See, see what, what it's saying is, like, why do we have to say that Jesus is the Lord? Why, why do we have to say so? Why, why is confession important? M- because words are powerful and they produce results. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you are a person of faith, if faith is in your heart, it will naturally come out of your mouth. So if you truly believe that Jesus is Lord, and he is, then you're going to say it because you believe it. Just like as naturally as as somebody, if I were to come in and say, hey, that ceiling's white, you'd look up and say, you know, pre-Christian self, what are you smoking? You know, like like that's not white. You're gonna naturally say, that's black. If I if I come to you and just in, in person and I say, hey, look at that ceiling. Isn't that a beautiful white ceiling? You're gonna look at me and say, that ceiling's not white. That ceiling's black. Why? Because it's something that you know, and if you know it, it's going to come out of your mouth. And so that's why the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's why when you come to know Jesus is Lord and you know Jesus is Lord, guess what's going to happen? It's going to come out of your mouth. When somebody says, "Well, I just don't believe that. I think I think I think uh, Muhammad is really you know the guy," we should. you're you're going to say if you believe Jesus is Lord, you're going to say, "Uh uh-uh. uh." No, Jesus is Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And nobody goes to the Father except through him. How many know what I'm talking about? See, we believe and we confess. We believe and we confess. So, so words are powerful and they produce results. And God designed it like that. And we see it from the very beginning. That he, he, he the, the, the source, his power was the source of creation, but his words was the, it was the method And he wants us to use that method in our lives. Let me prove that to you as well. Numbers chapter 6, verse 22. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. What, What is God doing here? He's making a command. He's saying, listen, you're going to speak a blessing, and I'm going to tell you what I want you to say. I'm going to tell you what to speak over them. So the Lord said to Moses, hey, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, and this is the priestly blessing, this is what we call the priestly blessing, and I'm going to speak this over to you today, at, 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 among other things. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now, this is this is going... Back to the Lord now, this is a quote from the Lord, from God in verse 27. So they, meaning Aaron and his sons, they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So so Aaron and his sons are going to bless the Israelites the way that I've told them to bless. They're going to bless the Israelites and I will put my name on them and I will bless them there will be a result that comes about because of the blessing that is spoken everybody with me okay so watch this so we see that in the Old Testament like exactly like like God says this is exactly what I want you to say now you think well that's just the Old Testament whereas where is it I, I could I could find several things but here's the fastest because we got to move and I knew I'd be crunched for time right here Luke chapter 10 verse 5. Jesus told them, when you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. Now, when was the last time that you walked into somebody's house and you said, God, I speak peace over this home? You're probably thinking, uh, I don't think I've ever done that. Did you know you can? Did you know that You should. Now, I'm not talking going up there and holding out your hand and saying, hey, before I enter, every one of you guys bow your heads because I got something to say. Yeah, how many know that's a little freaky? That's just freaky. And, and you're going to scare people. Don't do that. Don't be. How, how many know that people can take some things out of the Bible and just make them crazy? You know that, right? But, but could you go to somebody's house and say, Father, I bless this home, and you just say a prayer inside of your, maybe you're sitting in the car. Father, before I even enter in there, I just bless them. I bless this family. I bless this home. Now, how many think it would be awesome that when people visit your house, they would speak a blessing over you and your family? How many think, well, that's the kind of people I want coming over? How many know if they bless your house, it wouldn't be so annoying when they show up out of nowhere? Right? (laughs) That just happened to me the other, not not too long ago, somebody knocked, it was like Friday night, late Friday night, somebody knocked on my door and and they, it was a sales pitch type of deal, and, and, and I was kind of like and they wanted to have a conversation, and I'm like, I'd really rather just go back to what I was doing. You know I but I don't, I don't like to be rude, so you kind of talk to them, and they're kind of standing in the entryway, and in my mind, I'm thinking, I'd really write, like I'm ready for you to be done now." How I many you know what I'm talking about? But how many know if that person came up and said, hey, pastor, you know, or hey, so-and-so, I just want you to know, I just spoke a blessing over your house. I'm believing the Lord for you. How many know that that would put a smile on your face and make that conversation go a little bit easier, right, if people were blessing your, your house? In fact, we see it in another portion of Scripture, Matthew chapter 10, verse 12. Jesus told them, when you enter the home, give it your blessing. Just give it your blessing. Lord, bless this home. and it, You don't have to say it out loud. Just, Lord, bless this home. You're, you're speak, let me say it like this, everybody. You're speaking something that Jesus is telling you to speak. Now, if he says, speak this, don't you know that that's going to produce good results? As God told Aaron and his sons through Moses, hey, speak this blessing, and I'm going to put my name on them, and I will bless them. Like, there, there, there are going to be, watch this, write this down. Number three, spoken blessings impart tangible results. That when you say this blessing, there are going to be tangible results. Now, think about this. God uses, and this is so much like God, God uses the non-tangible to produce the tangible. That sounds to me like that's exactly what he did at creation, is it not? He said, let there be light. It was his method of creation, was his words, the non-tangible, that produced tangible results. Do you see it? It was the non-tangible that produced tangible results. Could it be that some of you are not seeing tangible results because you're not speaking what God wants you to speak? Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it, will eat its fruit. That sounds to me like a promise, doesn't it, to you? Like no no question about it. If you speak life, you're going to experience life. You're going to experience tangible results. Now, you say, man, I'm all about that. I love that. Yep, watch this, everybody. Let's keep going. First Peter Three, eight, and nine. Am I helping you guys out? Are are you guys having as much fun as I am? Because I could talk all day about this. I'm trying to make it fast, though. The playoffs are today. I know that. I get that. How many are so happy that the Patriots lost last night? Woo! Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love Jesus. So, I'm not saying he had anything to do with that, but still. Still. 1 Peter 3, 8, 9, finally, do we have Patriot fans in the room? I'm so sorry if I just, not very much though. I'm not very sorry, really. Okay, finally, all of you should be of one mind. What I just did was not of one mind, by the way. I just, I just realized that. In fact, it says that we are to sympathize with one another. <laughs> oh, man, just got that wrong i'm sorry, Lord. Okay, so I feel so bad for you, patriot fans. No, I don't Okay. <laughs> that was a lie too. Uh, <laughs> sympathize with each other and love each other. now I do I do that. I do love you. I don't understand you, but I love you. Love each other as brothers and sisters. be tender-hearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, watch this everybody, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do and he will grant you his blessing. You were to pay even, let, let me say it like this everybody, here's a great way of looking about it, looking at it. Even on your worst day, When somebody has just verbally torn you apart, they've attacked you, they've maligned you, they have hurt you and wounded you, on your worst day, we are called as Christians to pay them back with a blessing. Lord, I bless them anyway. Or they hurt me today. God, that was very hurtful. That wounded me. Father, bless them. Bless them, I pray. Let let me say this. In fact, write this down. We'll just do it this way. Number four, spoken blessings are the will of God. They are the will of God, even on your worst day. And if speaking a blessing is the will of God on your worst day, how much more is it the will of God on your best day? Or even on a normal day? How much more is it the will of God that we speak blessings? So spoken blessings are the will of God, which in turn produce personal blessings let me say it like this when you when you choose to bless you are the one that's going to be blessed too will they be blessed yes they will are you going to be blessed yes you will now if you just say boy i want the blessings of god so i bless you and i bless you and i bless you and i bless you now where's my car god i've been i've been blessing everybody so where is your where is your gift to me hey, listen listen God always, God always knows, knows the attitudes and the motives of your heart. And, and you are not to bless others because of selfish motives. It is supposed to be, the foundation of that blessing is supposed to be that of love and of faith. It is supposed to be driven by love, driven by love. Father, I bless them because I love them. You're like, well, I, I know some people that are just unlovely. Did, did you know you're called to love them anyway? By the way, you're called to bless them anyway. And so can I, can I just challenge you in this area? So somebody hurts you, they wound you, they, they insult you, they, you, you they, they gossip about you. Your job is not to get back. Your job is to give back a blessing. And so you bless them like this. Father, I was wounded today. And I know that that doesn't come from you. I know that that's not your will. You love me. And as difficult it is for me to bless them in this day, because they, they have mistreated me, God. As difficult as this is, I bless them. And I need your help to love them more. So help me, I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. You see how it is? And what you're doing is you're asking the Lord of love to give you more love for those who are very unlovely. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, he died for very unlovely people. Did he not? He sacrificed his life for very unlovely people. And we are to live like Christ lived. So we don't bless out of selfish reasons. We bless because we love the way that God loves and when we love the way that God loves, those words are going to come easier out of our mouth. I've never been. I've never been. I, I, I've never. I, I've never experienced the ease of blessing others as I have. A, as of the last year, it just gets. Let me say this. It just gets easier and easier to bless people. The longer that I love Jesus, the longer, the, and, and the more that I love Jesus, it's just easier. It just, it just flows easier. When, when people, you, you know, I, I'm around some stinkers too every now and then. You need to know that. I'm around some stinkers too. And I just, I just, it's just easier for me to bless them than it's ever been in my life. Because I'm allowing the Lord of love to change me. I want to have pure motives before my, my Heavenly Father. And and if you allow him to change you, he will change you. I promise you that. And so when you speak the non-tangible, it will become tangible in your life. And when you choose to bless others, you will be blessed. I promise you, that is a promise in the word of God. Now, how do we do it? We do it in love, what, what we're just talking about, and now we do it by faith. In fact, number five, write this down. Spoken blessings are an act of faith. They're an act of faith. And here's, I have lots of proof for it, it, but here's the easiest proof. You don't have to read much in Hebrews chapter 11 to see it right there, verse 20 and 21. By faith, how? By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on the top of his staff. So so let let me say it like this. that, that when you bless somebody, it is an act of faith. because, because they are it's the non-tangible making a tangible difference. It, it's saying something that you can't see yet, expecting that you will see it. How many know that that's faith? That when you speak it, when you speak it, that you already consider it done before you've seen the result of it. See, when God said, "Let there be light, There was light, but he knew when he spoke it, what was going to happen. He knew there was going to be light because he spoke it into existence. Now, I know there's a lot of people saying, well, now you're getting to that whole, you know, name it, claim it, blab it and grab it type of thing that if you speak it, you can have it. Listen, can I tell you something? How many know people take biblical truth and they twist it and turn it into something that it is not? But the fact that they twist it doesn't doesn't negate the fact that there's power in words, that words are powerful and produce results. Somebody might twist that and turn it into something that it's not, but it it doesn't mean that the Word of God is lying to us. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, people take these things and they they turn them into selfish things and they twist it into what they make it want to be. But listen, if if I'm living a life of love and I'm living a life of faith, I truly love God, I truly love people, and I'm living a life of faith, then I'm going to speak things that are, that are not going to be about pride. It's not going to be about self-promotion. It's not going to be about selfishness. It's going to be something about the benefit of somebody else. So, so I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to speak blessings, not in hopes that I get blessed, but because I love you in hopes that you get blessed and God honors faith he always rewards faith and so we speak things in faith because his word tells us to do it he goes Jesus goes disciples hey when you enter a house say to it peace to this house now notice what he didn't say but you can only do that when you enter into a believer's house. No? He he didn't quantify it in any way. He didn't, he didn't ever say, well, as as long as they, as long as they've been good, as long as they're the right heart, as long as they look like you or smell like you or act like you, as long as that he didn't say that, just whenever you enter into a house, just say to that, to that family, to that home, peace, peace be to you, that whenever you enter a home, give it your blessing. Well, which homes? Yeah, that one. Whatever house you're about to go into. Well, even them, Lord? Yes, even them. I want you to love people so much that you just want them to be blessed. That you just want them to enjoy the goodness of God. Can you love people that much? How many know that's the will of God for us? See, it's not weird. It's not name it and claim it. It's living for the good of others. It's just thinking about others. Lord, I just bless, I just bless them with every good thing that you have for their life. I bless them, Lord. I'm telling you, everybody, I just bless people all the time. I just I just bless people all the time. Because we are blessed to be a blessing. We're blessed to be a blessing. And when you bless non-tangible, it turns into something tangible. Because The blessing of God is on our blessings that we speak. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that amazing? That your words are powerful and they produce results. Your words are powerful and they produce results. So let's use them wisely. Let's bring in these kids. Now, when the kids come this way, um, just kind of stand up, find your child, and call them over to yourself, or you can walk this way and go get them. If you have children in the baby nursery, you probably need to go get them yourself. And so, um, just as an FYI, I don't know if they're going to bring out the babies. Normally in the past, we haven't done that. Um, So just when they they enter in here, uh, just look for your children. Now remember this. I'm about to speak a blessing over all of you, right? I am not the power behind the blessing. I want you to see that. I want you to know that. Without Christ, I have no power. God is the source of power, right? But he allows us to use our words. And he honors the words that we speak. Here they come. So find your children and uh, call them your way. still got more coming hang in there don't get scared parents if you haven't seen your children your child yet We still got a few more. Oh, the littlest ones. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's pretty awesome. Given Sunday, we have currently, we have about 120 kids here on Any Given Sunday. Isn't that cool, everybody? <laughs> Very cool. Okay, now, to so all of the moms and dads, just pull your, your kids to you. Um, where are my children at? I see one over there. No, you're not in trouble, Grace, I promise. <laughs> you're not in trouble. I got, I got Delight back there. I'm going to call my family up here. I didn't do this the first service, but I will today because it's my family. I'm going to put my arm around them and bless them. So, Joy, you need to go to your mama. Grace, you need to come up here to your daddy. And Delight, you come up here too, and Isaac and Isaiah. Where's Isaiah at? There's Isaiah. Come on up, buddy. And my wife, obviously. If you don't know my wife, I'll let you guess as to which one she is. Mom, moms and dads can I tell you something come here, babe. Um, this is my youngest daughter this is a delight she is delightful and then of course uh, Isaac and Isaiah and Grace and they're hiding out sorry <laughs> you can come <up> here <laughs> you can hide behind your mom it's all right uh, <laughs> you can tell they love this uh, I want you to, to hold your kids close, and if they move, mom and dads, if they, if they wiggle and just relax, it's just us. Like, I, you can tell that we've been there, like we have been there, and we know what it's like, and so it, it doesn't bother us, and this isn't going to take a long time, but this is how we start out every year, by speaking a blessing over all of you, and, um, and this is going to be nothing except the Word of God. And this same blessing is what I spoke over the first service. It's what Pastor Tony is speaking over our, our second campus down in Wabash. And it's nothing but the word of God. And I just, if you have some hands free, if your hands are free, and you just want to open them up as, as just receiving the blessing, you can. But obviously, parents, just, just surround your, your children and let me, let me bless you. Let me bless you. In this case, I'm not going to stretch my hand towards you because they're going to be around, my hand's going to be around my, my family. Here we go. New song. You are treasure in the eyes of God. You are his special treasure. He loves you. And I love you too. And as a family, we love you too. And I'm so proud that you're becoming the church that God has called all of us to be as we live for the glory of his name. And our new song, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another that together you may with one voice glorify the the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. According to the word of the Lord, I declare that you are and will be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. New song, may, your, may, may Christ dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how high and wide and long and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Indeed, new song I bless you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father. And I decree the peace of God which surpasses all understanding that it will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and rule in your hearts. May the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I declare that the God of peace who brought you again from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, I declare that God will equip you with everything that you need to do His will and that He works in us that which is pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. And I declare that no weapons the enemy forms against any of us will prosper. They will not prosper. Now, new song, may the Lord bless you and keep you The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. New song. He who calls you is faithful. Yes, he is. And he will surely do it. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the strong Son of God, I make those declarations and we receive it now. In the name of Jesus. If you receive it, say amen. Amen. Now let's stand up together very quickly. We're going to close in, in just a little prayer. It's a little bit different. I won't make my family stay up here any longer. I, I want you to know, we're gonna, just going to pray very, very, very quickly. And I want you to know, I really believing that our, 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 our 2020, our next, this coming year is going to be the best year ever that we're going to do more in this year than we've ever done here at New Song for the glory of the Lord. Amen. A- amen. We're going to do more. It's going to be better. And I want you to know that my wife and I, Jennifer, and I love you beyond beyond what you can imagine. We just love you. We think about you. We pray for you all the time. And I'm going to ask something of you. In fact, I believe the Holy Spirit would ask something of you. This year, just go deep. Go deep into things of God. Don't be a casual God has not called us to be casual, lukewarm Christians. How many know that's the truth? He has called us to go all in. That when when, when Sundays come, I, I'll tell you, it should be the most exciting day of your week that you get together and worship God with other believers and learn from Him and be changed by Him. Don't miss a Sunday. Just make a decision today. I'm not going to miss a Sunday. I'm going to be there every week. When it, when it comes to something like the 18th, when we have that encounter with God, that you just say, I'm going to be there. I'm just going to be there. Like, I need, I need to know God. I need to be changed by God. And I need to be there. And I would just encourage you. Let's be real with the Lord this year. And let's go deep. Let's go all in. All in. Heavenly Father, help us to go all in. Lord, we reject, we corporately reject being lukewarm, being average. And we embrace the call to be passionately devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we need your strength. We need your power. Holy Spirit, fill us like never before. Empower us like never before to be who you've called us to be for the glory of our Savior. We
0: pray it and declare it in Jesus' name. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in what God is doing through your life, and we would love to continue on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to mynsc.org connect. Thank you to all of you who consistently give, serve, and pray. You are the ones that God is using to truly make a difference in our community as we live out our mission of leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope you tune in next week.